0: This is the Cycling Circuit Podcast, a podcast dedicated to the development of cycling in the UK, particularly in the northeast of England. There's something in here for everyone, so if you want to hear about the UK cycling scene, keep listening. Welcome to the Cycling Circuit Podcast, we are on our way back from Manchester Track League where me and Adam have just been competing in our in our first ever one there, um, not our first time at Manchester Velodrome, but our first time at Manchester Track League, it is Division 1, is that right? Yeah, Division 1, yeah, yeah. first
1: time back at Manchester since the Worlds.
0: Yeah, it feels like a long time, but it's not really, is it? Um, and we were desperate to get back on so you've kindly driven us both down and it's like kind of approaching 12 o'clock now at night and we're still not home but it's been worth it I think, what do you think Adam? Yeah I'm a bit grumpy now we've just been diverted off
1: through some random towns and villages on the way home but uh, yeah, a bit worth it definitely Uh, good night, felt a lot more relaxed tonight and it's uh, just getting that more and
0: more experience isn't it? Exactly And speaking of experience So As two people Who decided That They would be Good enough To enter the world Championships We turned up the night And said You know what We should be in the, the easy group To start off with And I think we made The right decision What do you think?
1: Yeah I think I don't think we'll be there long To be honest I think we'll probably end up Getting moved up pretty quick um, But yeah But, but again though what you failed to mention there was, yeah, we have we did do the Masters World, but we have just done our first track League. It's huge, probably usually it would go the other way around, but
0: yeah, we'd uh, we'd do things in an unusual order. So um, right, let's describe the races tonight, and then we'll talk about what else has been going on. But while it's fresh in our minds, describe track League for people. Um, yeah, I think people might be keen to understand how it works uh, so we had
1: five different events tonight um, so there's two groups um, I suppose a more experienced group and a less experienced group we decided to go in the less experienced group because well it was our first Manchester Track League um, so we had five events spread across the night first event started at half seven was a 20 lap scratch race um, which
0: um, you came second in you Paul? Um yeah foolishly came second though it was a it was a bit daft really so we we'd both entered the the slower group it was group one wasn't it and we went off first and I think both of us had in our minds we can't make this look too easy we we need to make it look like we deserve to be in this group and I think to be fair it was the right place for us yeah. but yeah like I went off the front with, I don't know, is it three laps to go or four laps to go?
1: It might have even been a bit earlier, I think you went, because I was actually behind you, so I then swung up. Um, you got a decent gap, um, and yeah. Um, yeah, I think we got three or four to go, yeah.
0: Yeah, and then um, and then like I had a really good gap. I had like a half a lap at one point, and it didn't look like anything was going to happen, so on my last lap I was thinking oh I'll just enjoy this, look around, you know, <laughs> enjoy the feeling of victory. And then, uh, and then I saw some people coming quite fast towards me got rolled. and I got rolled, yeah, so I, I lost by like half a bike length going over the line um, because it wasn't, because I didn't have the legs, it was because I couldn't <laughs> accelerate quick enough to respond to this pace that they were coming and I was thinking oh I will absolute idiot i was for blowing that one but anyway second place wasn't bad on our our first race there and you picked up sixth is that right yeah i was
1: sixth yeah on that one
0: yep and then uh next race was can you remember
1: the next one was the four lap four lap yeah the basically kilo scrap race which was strange yeah just four laps straight into it um i kind of did my usual didn't i
0: Yeah, what what, what do you, did you attack
1: earlier? I went with
0: two to go, yeah. You went with two two to go and I was already off the front again, by accident. Oh sorry, yeah, you you
1: were already away weren't you and then I came round, didn't I? Yeah, Um, so
0: there was some guy who'd gone off the front and I decided to go off and just follow his wheel and and sit there. And I waited and I waited and I waited and you went with two to go. And I
1: came round quite fast, yeah, with two to go, Um, and I did a similar thing to you, I thought I... Oh, I would it. Uh, even get
0: right to the line and then just someone popped out from behind me and rolled me on the line. Yeah he was good him at hiding and then popping out wasn't he because he did it to me, <laughs> did it to you, um, same guy. Um, then we had, was it the points race next? Points race next yep, uh, that was a 20 lap points race. 20 lap points race, sprint every five laps and this was where Adam did some real heroics <laughs> Um, absolutely brilliant. We worked out that he was in in the lead of the points race for for, for half of it. For over half the points race, yeah, yeah. for over half of it. So it started off building up, first sprint, I went for and I won. Um and quite nicely, you know, it was quite a nice one. Then I, then Adam then went, went off and then took the points for that one. I picked up second on that one. But I was literally what? Three quarters of a lap ahead for about five six laps wasn't it yeah um so it was i was kind of rooting for you to take take a lap take yeah, ten I just, points I stayed out there
1: and got just got one two sprints i got two five two five points for this wins on the sprints exit
0: towards 19 first. and if anyone can work out where we are from that little a brief interlude from uh, from the Google app, they're telling us where to go um, so yeah you stayed out there, you were hanging out there for absolutely ages, I thought you were going to get a lap at one point but then um, our main rival of the night, I don't know what he was called but he um, he started to bring you back uh, With well, actually he was making one of his teammates, uh, a, a woman who was really strong she brought you back eventually, and uh, I just picked up some points in the other ones as well, and I ended up winning the points race, which I was really pleased about, because I've decided, because I got one point at the Worlds, um, that I am a points race <laughs> rider, even though I have no firm basis for that. But yeah, and you picked up a third place there after your heroics. Yeah, third
1: for me in the points race.
0: Which just goes to show that, um, points race tactics really really matter having led for two for half the race and taking two of the sprints two first places and I kind of forgot about double points on the line at the end that's what killed me really yeah that was uh, a little bit because it was we were we were in a tie after three sprints after three sprints so the last one was the most important but at least one of us got that one so that was good and next there was the elimination which uh, i'll i'll explain my race there i was boxed in very early on and foolishly just got eliminated far too early before i'd even started trying to be honest which was a shame but i went and sat there for a bit and uh, i got to watch you absolutely dominate your race so well done adam you won that one didn't you yeah i won the elimination race and we were chatting
1: before it saying i was expecting to go out pretty early as well because i was tired Um, But yeah, I ended up winning the elimination race. I kind of rode it quite well actually. I kind of knew, tactically, I knew what to do. Um, Watched quite a few elimination races. So I just literally just tried to sit on the outside shoulder at the front constantly, which was hard. It's a hard way of riding it. Um, But I was always kind of second, third wheel just on the outside shoulder. Um, And if some riders did start coming over the top, I think about halfway through, um but then I just dropped back and did a big wash machine back over the top and dropped. I ended up actually the last probably the last four or five laps literally on the black line
0: just leading it all the way around and do think anyone ever came around me. If in doubt lead it out that was the thing and you did lead out the sprint and you won, which was great and to be honest it never looked in doubt to me.
1: Yeah, I slowed right down on the on the last lap when it was down at two and I thought, oh we'll make it a bit of a match sprint. I haven't done match sprinting before, but was on a under another first. Yeah. Um, And yeah, that that worked quite well and just accelerated with about
0: 200 to go. Yeah, and so well done there. That was a really good race. And the final race of the night was a 25-lap scratch. Um, And that was kind of fun, wasn't it? Yeah, you were naughty though, Paul, weren't you? I was terrible. I ended up getting relegated. Um, But we'll explain that after. So... (laughs) We both got away. Didn't we? I, I, I chased someone down early on, and yeah, then we ended up at a four-rider break, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, and then the other two wouldn't pull because they didn't want to take us to the finish, um, even though they were doing fine. And actually, they ended up getting first and second by going back to the bunch and not doing any work. Um, well, well, one of them did a lot of work, and one of them did none. Yeah, you was were... the woman, the 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 woman rider, I think she was called Megan, was she? Is that right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, she um, she was really good, and she did loads and loads of work. And then her teammate was just like making her attack off the front, and making her ch- making us chase her. And then he was sitting on wheels. And then it came to the sprint when it all came together again. And um, I was she was off the front, so I was chasing her down, and I was going to come over the top. And then her teammate came along and squeezed me, so I was going to run into the back of her, so I dipped down onto the blue, which you're not allowed to do, so I was relegated. So I went over the line third, um, and ended up finishing last, which meant you finished third. Yeah, I took third, so I was quite happy with that ball, actually. Yeah, Yeah, you did much better than me in that race. (laughs) Um, So, but overall, what a a really fun experience, really nice thing to do, something we would recommend to other people, would you agree? Yeah, yeah, really good.
1: Yeah, uh, we will be looking forward to coming down again for that, I think. Um, yeah, it is, a, it is a bit of a trek down, but it's definitely worth it. I mean, that was like, hollow ride time was probably only about an hour and a half. Like, you used three hours, three hours while you're there, isn't it, of
0: being there for racing. Um, so it's worth it. And it's pretty intense, isn't it? And you, you need those rest periods in between and- you
1: Yeah, know. yeah, I certainly felt like I worked, uh, worked very hard.
0: Uh, so again, really good experience absolutely brilliant if you do want to join us get in touch um and we i'm sure we'd be happy to show you the ropes and share lifts and that kind of thing absolutely yeah um okay moving on what else has been going on so let's move back in time
1: uh yeah so since we last spoke um we've got a good podcast coming out soon haven't we actually should be out next week at some point um we got a guy called Chris Marshall-Bell on the um, podcast which we should be hearing pretty soon so look forward to that. We chatted to Chris about a week and a half ago now, um, he is a cycling journalist um, originally from Hartlepool um, and he now covers all the top races Tour de France, um, Giro and it was really good to hear his insight into the pro peloton um, so we look forward to getting that out for he's all to listen to soon. Um, I've been doing various coaching bits uh, the last couple of weeks in schools as usual, um, we've had the Talent Pathway um, sessions start back up as well at Middlesbrough um, with riders from different clubs throughout the region which has been really good um, and we've started our mini strength and condition sessions as well which have gone down really well um, in the gym with uh, Ian Glass um, and getting... Um, some of our youth, older youth riders and parents and senior riders all involved in that as well which has
0: been really good. Yeah it's been excellent hasn't it, um, we'll talk about that in a moment, I just wanted to mention as well that you've become a little bit of a, a media sensation <laughs> in this past week so can you tell us a bit about that? Yeah we've just been pushing a lot of things with uh, what we've been doing with the, with the club
1: and also the school stuff so uh, yeah just had a few newspaper articles out there trying to promote some of the stuff we're doing and then was on local Radio Hartlepool the other day as well um, on, for the morning and chatting to Jason Anderson on there um, and that was really good to, to go on there and do that as well yeah and uh, it's been a good week of getting some publicity for the club and all the various bits we do for cycling.
0: You must feel terrible every time that they use the picture of you resplendent in your bronze medal. <laughs> yeah shocking, shockingly terrible yeah. Back to the strength and conditioning then, so I wanted to ask you because you're a strength and conditioning coach as well aren't you, so I wanted to ask you what is the value firstly for cyclists, for young cyclists and for older cyclists I guess and of different ages, what's the value of doing some resistance training?
1: Uh, well obviously we're looking to increase the power that people can generate on the bike, Um, and yes you can potentially do a lot of it on the bike people will say um, but there is still a huge benefit from actually doing some off the bike work Um, actually just you know it's not just necessarily about producing power and um, becoming more powerful as well but also from an injury prevention side of things as well Um, so it's getting used to being more mobile and it's those sort of Compound movements that as a cyclist we sit on the bike hudged over for the majority of the time, but we forget about you know, we start struggling with everyday movements because we're, we're hudged over on a bike and we need to think about actually being able to perform them other movements as well. Um, so, we generally see one of the biggest issues with cyclists is the hamstrings, um, and yeah, we, we need to start doing a lot of things to make sure that we're not going to start picking up injuries and having problems, um, especially with the youngsters. I think it's important because we'd want them to get in a habit of of not just, yeah, not ending up sort of suffering later in life because they've spent just every, every time on the bike and not done anything else.
0: I think it, one of the interesting things over the past few years is the attitude towards weight training in young people has changed, but the, um, and the research and stuff has changed. But some of the old school thoughts on that are still there, aren't there? Because I remember people saying, "Oh, you shouldn't, you shouldn't lift weights when you're a child. You shouldn't be, you shouldn't be doing any resistance training at all." And there's still this old school thing of you should be do, just doing body weight and stuff. So, why is why did people think that, and why is it not true? Yeah, I mean, well, firstly,
1: I think it's just probably important to say that obviously we're not talking about here. We not We haven't took our kids in the gym straight away and started saying let's start flinging some big weights around. Obviously, the first thing we've done is it's it's all about technique. So these these next sort of four to six weeks, um, the focus on the sessions that we're running is making sure that they technically are sound with what they are doing. Um, so we're focusing on those real sort of compound movements that are relevant for cycling. You know, we're looking at the the technique of their deadlifts, of their squats. We're making sure that they are doing everything proportionally well. Um, and that they are used to the movements before they start We start incorporating any form of weight. Um, and we've seen already that some of them are very competent already. You can see they've already done quite a lot of um, this kind of work before. Um, I mean, I know my kids actually start doing it in secondary school now. They are introducing it in secondary school. Um, so they see the importance of it as well. Um, and they teach them how to lift correctly and these sort of things. Um, but yeah, just to re- sort of reinforce we do focus on the technique first which is really important um, but yeah going back to your question about why um, I mean so what So you say yeah yeah so it was what why did, kind of
0: old-school mentality yeah, I mean, of, I
1: think it was the old school thought was oh, it's gonna stunt your growth it's gonna yeah I mean that's not you know like I say we're not yeah it's not it's not I think it's 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 a lot of them sort of old wives tales isn't it you know if you, if you lift loads of weight, uh, you won't grow. Well, actually, that's not true because you are what you are doing is actually growing the muscle anyway. Um, so you are developing the body. Um, yes, you don't want to have, it's about being sort of, it's about being sensible, isn't it? Basically, you're not going to start getting a, any, I mean, we already, these sessions, we're not looking at anybody sort of too young. Um, we are talking kind of 11 plus really with these sessions anyway. Um, and before that, we'd just be recommending kind of body weight stuff. Um, but yeah, there is a, there is certainly a place for it.
0: So that's, that's what we've been doing with them, focusing on technique, making sure that they're lifting in a really safe way and slowly building up towards doing a little bit more to build that strength in there. What sort of issues do cyclists face? And I suppose I'm more thinking when you get older yeah, what sort of issues might cyclists face if they don't do something like resistance training if they don't do anything that's impacting on their bones and
1: yeah we've we've got to start doing more impact um, so you need do you need to have some impact exercise if you just spend all the time on the bike your bone density does start to drop um, I know myself to be honest that it, it, it's quite surprising how quickly it can drop so I've had a bone density scan um, a few times in the last few years um, and before I when I was doing just a lot of cycling all the time my bone density did actually drop um, and that's people might find that quite shocking when you know I'm not even 40 year old yet but it is actually true that if you're not I mean I like the phrase that if you don't use it you lose it and I think that's key with a lot of things um, you know you see a lot of old people like say like really old people you know I know people in like the 90s and things and grandparents who you can see totally different 90 year olds from one to the other one that will still be out there sort of doing the garden and exercising if you like and getting exercise up and down stairs but then you'll have another who maybe you know some people kind of write, I'm I'm this age now I'm going to move into a bungalow I'm going to get rid of my stairs I'm not going to do things I'm going to slow down where actually if we don't use our body as it's meant to be used we will start to lose the ability to do these things Um, and yeah so especially as we age it's been proven that it's much more beneficial for, um, if you like, yeah, your masters type cyclists, your veteran cyclists to incorporate a lot more um, resistance and strength training work into their
0: routines um, because it will help aid in your performance. And that's it, that's the case as well for pro cyclists, don't they have quite low bone density with like a lot of them? They're the nutrition you know whilst it may be good they are using a lot of energy all the time and it might mean that those nutrients are used elsewhere and they are ending up with quite low bone density themselves aren't they like i've heard Grant thomas say on his podcast that his bone density gets quite low um so it can happen to young men young women you know and it's really important for everyone to kind of do a little bit of resistance training i guess
1: yeah i mean i think that's why you find that a f- quite a few of the pro cyclists now have started doing a bit of running in the off season as well so they will go out and do some running because you know you have to be careful with that if you don't do a lot of running then you'll just start running but it, obviously as like we said you do need that impact exercise as well um and that's why they're shifting to that but yeah i mean the other thing as well there's obviously cycling if we fall off our bikes as well we are prone to crashing obviously and breaking bones and if your bone density is already low then you're going to struggle to then repair those bones as well so once again if yeah if you are going to crash you want to make sure you've got the best protection around those bones with a bit more um, muscular muscular ta- muscularity muscul- musculature. musculature around the, the bones but also the bones themselves want to be more dense
0: um, so yeah they're not
1: breaking as easy
0: excellent well i think that's pretty comprehensively covered there so that's the other other thing as well sorry paul (laughs) not comprehensively covered enough (laughs) yet so obviously we're we're talking about obviously
1: building a bit of muscle as well but there's the other side of it from cycling as well you know the larger your muscle the more red blood cells you've then got available to yourself as well because a larger muscle more red blood cells available within that muscle um so it, it has also been proven in research that Yeah, people might think, oh, well, I'm not a sprinter, I don't necessarily need to lift weights, but actually, you know, your endurance riders are still gonna gain a lot of benefit as well. Obviously, there is a trade-off, so if we start talking about, you know, like your Grand Tour riders, yes, they don't want to gain too much muscle density um, because of weight and power to weight ratio, but still gaining muscle is gonna aid performance because of, yeah, more red blood cells, more oxygen available to the body
0: and more readily available to be used. I suppose one final thing we could mention as well is core strength does help us get aero and get power out from that position.
1: Yeah I mean yeah so core as well like you saying I mean everyone probably knows if they go on a long bike ride now and again they're feeling that back or you know the shoulders start to ache or and that's probably down to a poor core um, and the more you work on that core as well and make your core stronger the less you're gonna get those bad backs after you've done them longer bike rides and you will become stronger on the bike, from it as well. Your core is where all your power is generated from. Um, stronger core, more power being able to put through the bike.
0: So This is a great thing to do in the winter as well, isn't it? When you've got like less time outside on your bike, it's a really good time to do something a little bit different and maybe keeps you fresh as well by it changes as good as a rest.
1: Yeah, that's it. And I think we've seen with the, the people attending the sessions um, with ourselves on a Monday night, the, uh, the like the change like you just said it's something different you know it's, they're not on the bikes they're doing something different um, and it's a good session for them to get together in a different environment and actually you know and, yeah train in a different way together as well and have a bit of have a bit of fun with it as well I mean so we, we have a bit of a programme we've set them and they go around working in sort of threes and twos and threes doing going through their programme that's set but then at the end they can have a bit of fun as well with doing a few different exercises or trying out different machines and that kind of thing I mean it was they seem to be really enjoying having a boat like doing sleds pushes and things like that the other day um, and yeah it's just good for them it's it, yeah, you've got to incorporate
0: a bit of fun into these things as well also gives you the opportunity to do a bit of a flex as well doesn't it so this is the <laughs> this is the gym equivalent of rolling people is Adam putting people on the leg press machine and uh, you get the flex yeah, pressing them Chris Hoy style on the leg press yeah so it's actually a very entertaining way of not putting on as much weight as you would do anyway <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i would have probably put
1: more weight on but i actually just got kids to sit on it instead
0: yeah it was, an, it was an excellent flex anyway and they loved it and uh and many thanks to ian glass as well because it's really good to see people like him trying to help out cycling teams and trying to help out young people and, and older people alike Um, do we have anything else that we need to round up?
1: No, I don't think so. That's been, that's been pretty much it the last couple of weeks. Um, I'm actually going to be turning round again back down to Manchester on Sunday morning. I'm taking a few of the kids from Manila back down there to the North East Club Cluster, which is the first one that we've had for a while. I think that they haven't been on for a, a while now. And Just to explain that for any other youth riders listening, the North East Club Cluster is where... Any riders from the northeast part of local clubs can attend a particular session for northeast and Yorkshire riders. It is and there's one a month um, at Manchester Velodrome, usually on Sundays, on Sunday afternoons. Um, and you just enter online on the British Cycling website, and you can start getting your first experience of riding the velodrome, um, like me and Paul have been talking about. Um, so they have a novice group, an intermediate group, and an advanced group. So obviously depending on the current level of experience, so, if you've never rode before and as long as you are over nine years old i believe it is you can enter that novice group you can get a bike um, provided as well when you get down there hire a bike on the day um, and you will have a couple of coaches down there who will lead your session and take you around the velodrome for the first time and get you up to speed um, and like i say you work through the various groups so once you demonstrate that you can do a certain number of skills um, and the coaches are happy they sort of sign you off and you move to the next level um, and yeah, I'll be down there on Sunday. I've actually been talking to the leading intermediate group as well, so yeah, I'm coaching um, while I'm down there. Um, so yeah, we've got that on Sunday, and it is like I said, it'd be good to see more northeast riders getting on the track as well.
0: That'd be brilliant. Um, this is also cyclo-cross season. Uh, is there anything going yeah, on in uh, the world?
1: We've had yeah. We should, we've probably, I'm pro- off the top of my head. I probably don't know all the results, but we've had. A number of riders racing, North East riders seem to have been doing really well in the National Trophy races that have been going on um, so I think we're on to round 3 of the National Trophy this weekend in Derby round 1 of the National Trophy was actually in the northeast at South Shields um, and I feel bad that I don't know the results off the top of my head um, I know there's been some riders doing pretty well though in all the races um, round 2 was just last weekend I think Lewis Anderson actually got a top ten; was ninth in the um, round two of the Northeast Trophy, which I think was his, one of his best performances in the uh, in the National Trophy races. Um, and I think the has been a yeah. I think Northeast riders have been doing particularly well, to be honest, across them. Um, and I think they're
0: all yeah. they back down to Derby this Sunday, so see how they get on there. Think you not knowing about that just goes to show how important it is that like more people do get involved because you do absolutely loads and you feel bad not to know that but at least at this time now we've got other people who are helping out going and doing those races telling us about those things because you know it's a big sport there's lots of things to do you can't do absolutely everything can you
1: yeah i mean cross isn't uh, i'll be honest cross isn't my kind of bag really so yeah i let other people get on with that um and still take an active interest and still want to know what's going on i do generally look for the results um but off the top of my head i just can't remember for them from the last couple of weeks um i do enjoy watching the cross i've been watching the cross that's been starting over in belgium as well i love watching the cross racing um there's been some good races already but yeah um this time of year now my focus is switching more to just getting some miles and on the road myself personally and um racing some track um so I, 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 the other week I was thinking, oh, do I go and do a cross race? Do I do? But I'm I'm thinking I'm going to stick to my guns and decide that no, I'm not. I'm not doing cross. I'm going to get some miles in on the road and stick to the track. Can't do everything.
0: Got to do one though, don't we? Don't we have to do the Manila champs? I don't know. I might. I might not do that. I might let you win that one.
1: Yeah. So have won all the others? Have enough Paul?
0: You have won all the others, but like. Um... <laughs> I don't think you would have won that one because, like, if if last year's anything to go by, like David Judge would be winning anyway. Is this you
1: trying to blackmail me into doing it?
0: Yeah, you're gonna have to try because otherwise, like, you know, you can't just let me roll you by all the laps. I think it's David Judge who's to lose, isn't it? If he turns up does it to Ah, he's absolutely fine. He's strong as an ox. But he'll be, he'll be, he'll be, great. But like, who's gonna win between us two? Last year on that course. Say I was the dominant Manila rider, so uh, you know you've got it. Got to, a lot to make up there. I'm just putting it down to the changing conditions and my tire pressures. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it makes a whole lap difference. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't quite a lap, was it? But it was, I, I did okay that day. I was quite pleased on no training. Um, so that inspired this year for me. Actually, I, I did one race on Cross, and apparently now I. Ever done the world's so I look I looked good that day though I had my pink my pink shoes on my pink gravel shoes basically you won the style you rolled everyone for style yeah um right anything else to catch up on
1: um nothing I think of not from me I think uh like I say we've got our other pod coming out hopefully in a couple of days as well so listen out for that one and we will be getting some trying to get these a bit more regular again, won't we? So we'll hopefully try and get back to our weekly, weekly pods. Um, what about yourself?
0: You're off on holiday for a few days. Well, it's my anniversary today, so um, I managed to <laughs> ride Track League, which, uh, you know, a testament to my wife, because Laura, thanks. Um, it was a really good night. You just wanted to spend your anniversary with me, didn't you? That's all it was, Adam, yeah. Spend the anniversary together. We're gonna to be like Bert and Ernie at this rate. Um <laughs> But, yeah, it's been it's been that. And then we're away to Disney for a few days and it should be very, very nice. And then back to training. Yeah. Yeah. So let us know if there's anything you want us to talk about on the podcast, if there's anything you want us to follow, if there's any guests or, or anything that you can suggest. We'll definitely be coming up with some on our own, but it's always nice to hear from you. So... Um, hope everyone is out there enjoying the cycling and let us know if there's anything we can do for you and we'll see you all soon thanks Bob, and happy anniversary thanks again